Bearcat Bounce Podcast back at it again. I am Brent Young, Aaron Smith. How are we? It's Monday, and there's already so much to unwrap. There is. It's like a Christmas in April. Can we can we say that? Um, sure. We say whatever you want. It's possible. We, 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 we sleep. We we sleep in. July probably because there's going to be so much news from here until July I would imagine so these bags under my eyes I don't ever sleep yeah well that's a you problem because I know you <laughs> you've got a little bit of a sleeping issue but it's okay we we all have our struggles that we go through I just don't have time for it I know. it sounds it sounds I like doing it sleep will I be fun enjoy sleep you, you know I'm for it I've got a quick, quick personal story, and I know no one really cares about it, but it's going to be kind of funny. I've got a friend who is going to be really funny or just kind of funny, kind of funny. He's an insomniac, and he literally will go 36 to 48 hours with no sleep. We will be out at the bars on a Friday night, and that man will will really just pass out. He just hits a wall, passes out. We have to send him home. That man will, will then hibernate for about 24 hours. It is the strangest thing I've ever seen. And that's what we're kind like, of enduring right now. What? Like a like a narcoleptic, like he just collapses. Yes, he like literally will just like stand up straight and then just head falls down. He'll just be leaning up against the bar, and we say, "All right, time to get this man an Uber." Transition. It's it's very interesting. Which which is which is strange because we aren't getting much sleep right now either. And uh, a lot of that reason is what has happened in the past. What? You, quick math: seventy two hours, roughly. Roughly. And that started on Friday. Friday afternoon. The the news that the Cincinnati Bearcat men's basketball program would be parting ways with John Brandon, moving on from John Brandon after two seasons. Chad, you posted the interesting, you know, Mick Cronin left on April 9th of 2019 to go to UCLA. John Brandon parting ways with Cincinnati. Says, hey, parting ways with John Brandon. On April 9th of 2021, just quite the coincidence, which then you see, hey, back in 2019, on the 14th, there was the hire of John Brandon. I don't know if that'll be the same timeline this this time around, if, if on the 14th or 15th or, you know, hopefully the 13th, something drops. But either way, Aaron, when you were nestled at your office chair at your new job, where you are making swimming money, congratulations. What was going through your head when you started to see the tweets pile in, started to see Mr. Mars hop on the Twitter sphere and different things of that sort about the John Brandon news break? I hate a Friday afternoon news dump. I really do. Yeah. Because you're already not wanting to work, and then all of a sudden your phone starts blowing up, and you're like, I, 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 I. Uh, uh. right but no I, I mean it was it was about time honestly and i know that certain factors go into these types of decisions as far as getting past deadlines and you know different buyouts after different timelines and what have you as is starting to trickle out and what have you but it was just you know like i said just kind of about time it was uh it was getting old just reporting the same stuff but trying to right. put a different spin on it week after week so yeah i i don't want to touch on this for too long obviously we've got to yeah, uh, don't touch on it for too long no uh, believe me i'm moving on pretty quickly but <laughs> we've got a lot more to talk about but 
it just seemed like it was a once that Friday or Saturday hits every week, a new new storyline comes out. But like you said, it wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when more when it came to this, which is why when Friday hit, it wasn't truly that much of a surprise to me. Um, it was kind of just like, OK, now now we do the coach search. Now the real news starts to file in. Uh, and, you know, just looking back on the Brandon thing, I was always an apologist towards it. I'm always trying to find the optimism. I mean, zero, zero recruits for the 2021 class is just completely mind-boggling looking back on it. The Jaron Cumberland situation, Jaron was very vocal on Instagram. Yet again, looking back on it, hindsight, obviously, it's it just all these different pieces you see come together. And that's what Friday culminated in. And then, of course, we can touch, touch on the Luke stuff, but Chad already touched on that. There's no reason to rehash it. But, I, I mean, last time they, they, they texted was about Duncan. That's just insane. Anyway, moving on. The main storylines that we need to touch on is who's going to be the new head coach for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Aaron, about midway through the day today, it seemed like the answer was kind of out there on a silver platter. Yeah, and, you know, the the name that's been kicked around an awful lot, he's certainly at the top of my board. Uh, it has been Eric Martin, apparently, potentially, hypothetically, bringing Nick Van Exel as his one of his assistants so it's it's still not a done deal from everything we've heard at this point so i'll be very curious to see how this continues to move forward yeah i you know and, and it's just gotten to the point with eric martin where obviously that would be an, an interesting hire because of the connections to the school him being you know a former player on the on the uh, you know infamous final four team but still, you you look at it, and, and there are – with each of the candidates that we've talked about that Chad's touched on, on the emergency pod and, and a couple of other – skinny pod and other things like that, it's kind of been tossed around that each candidate kind of has their own little bit of a, you know, bugaboo, something that you need to kind of be like, okay, well, but – and with Eric Martin, it's the fact that he not only has never been a head coach at this level, it's, it's the fact that he – has not even been the head assistant. He's, you know, been right. second in line on Bob Huggins' staff throughout his entire tenure as a coach at the D1 level. And I, I was able to compile a list, Aaron, and there were only six coaches that were able to make the jump from being an assistant coach to a power seven. I'm, I'm adding the power five plus the American in the Big East. And when you look at it, it's just – you know, you're either going to have some success or it's going to be tough to roll through. I mean, Roy Williams went from a UNC assistant to Kansas head coach. Chris Collins, Duke assistant, Northwestern head coach. Tom Green, Michigan State assistant, Marquette head coach. Mike Hopkins, Syracuse assistant, Washington head coach. Frank Haith, your boy, Texas assistant, Miami, Florida head coach. And then Johnny Dawkins, a Duke assistant to a Stanford head coach. How is yes. he my boy? <laughs> <laughs> Frank Hay, I, you know, I had to throw out a little jab about that. But then you see next year is kind of kind of where it seems like some some athletic directors have been kind of starting to inch their way towards taking a chance at these longtime assistants. Where you know you've got Ben Johnson, who is now going to be the head coach at, at Minnesota, coming from Xavier as an assistant. Michael Shrewsbury going to Penn State as a Purdue assistant. Tony Stubblefield, of course, we all know his name from back in the day as one of the head recruiters for the Bearcats. And he's going to DePaul after being at Oregon for 
11 plus years. So, you know, it seems as if the transition to looking at these high level assistants is starting to trickle in a little bit more. And that's where you have to look at Eric Martin and say, hey, not only has he had he has the legacy, but he's got this many years behind him learning behind Bob Huggins, learning behind one of the greatest coaches in Cincinnati history. I, a lot of that goes into it where how big of this being his first step up is it really going to be? Who knows? I Obviously, that will be the question following him the entire way, but there's a lot of support coming from the fan base and former players right now for Eric Martin. Well, and the thing of it is, you know, kind of to piggyback off of that, is he bridges that gap between the – Huggins people who still think in their head that Cincinnati's going to bring Huggins back one day and right the ship with Bob Huggins at the helm. So it kind of bridges that gap because he does have such a close tie to Bob Huggins and having been under that system for so many years now, um, while also taking you into the bridging of the gap between the guys who want to bring in former players as Nick Van Exel's name has been kicked around, not just now, but also two years ago when we were looking for a coach at that point as well. Um, it also potentially brings Nick Van Exel with Eric Martin. It's also not the wrong Martin, as in not Frank Martin. So there's something to be said for that. By the way, did, did you know Frank Martin shaved his head? No. I, I guess I had not seen any South Carolina games this year because – I, I looked up Frank Martin, and, and that man has a shaved head. It, it blew my mind. when I, I said, that cannot be Frank Martin, and sure enough, it was Frank Martin with the shaved head. Chad, have you seen the pictures of Frank Martin with the shaved head? Yeah. I, I watch a lot of college basketball. Yeah, yeah, South Carolina. I don't really get the SEC network. don't really care too much about it. <laughs> him, either, and your boy, so. him and your boy Dockett's running in the same crowds, huh? <laughs> I mean, okay. South Carolina, sure. Frank Martin, I think we can completely move the ship past that. Chad has posted a couple times on the hot board that Frank Martin is not really a name in consideration. I, mean, I just haven't had his name come up. Right. I haven't had his name I, come look, up. Look, we, we need to we need to, get to make something clear to people. I have no clue right. what John Cunningham's <laughs> doing. Yes, you do. John Cunningham doesn't talk to anyone. You don't have, like, the cup like, to the office door trying to hear the sounds? No. So I'll, I'll be on, like, I'll be honest. Uh, many people know my connections to the last uh, AD and staff were, were pretty deep, yeah. pretty, pretty deep. Right. So I didn't, coaching searches were a, a different deal for me because, you know, information wasn't, uh, it wasn't a chase, let's say. You knew where the information was. You just, it was a matter of, of getting it. Right. Without a connection, this has been fun. <laughs> has it? Oh, I love it. Like, I legitimately, I'm, I'm not saying that sarcastically. I've right. had a ton of fun over the past 72 hours because it's like, you got to be on your toes. You're constantly checking and verifying and double checking and, mm -hmm. and, and having to do so without like that, that direct line to the bat cave. Yeah. So I'm going to spread those journalism wings again. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've enjoyed it. Like this is, if you don't like this, like, what are you doing this for? And, you, right? and you get to talk to, you get to talk to people that you probably haven't talked to too often. I, yeah. I've talked to, I've talked to a couple of people I haven't heard from in years. Right. Reopening those pipelines. And you yeah. know what? Here's, here's the interesting thing. So it, it, we, we saw, Chad, we saw your tweet, you, and you are kind of the leader of this cult, if you will. 
And me. So yes, you are the leader of of the BCJ cult. That is okay. Okay. We have a very like strong what, community. There's no what, doubt about what, that. What cult am I leading now? <laughs> cult of personality. Believe me, our uh, our past cults were quite fun as well. This one has reached new levels in recent weeks. But you know, it it just seems as if when new names do um, you know come up to the surface, everyone kind of either starts to get worried or starts to overthink things, as I did prior to coming on to the pod, which means it seemed as if smoke was really, really rising about Eric Martin all throughout the day today. I even went back, watched highlights. I, you know, listened to his interviews after playing. You guys do this to yourself. I know I am, but I'm just saying (laughs) you've got to do it to educate yourself. What I came to then is seeing a name that is familiar to me being from Indianapolis and a name that you were able to put on the board and you added to your most recent hot board. And it is a name that really, if, if you don't know it by now, you will know it in, in very soon years because he will be a coach, whether it is here, whether it is somewhere else, he will be a big time coach at this level. He is a Brad Stevens protege. He is Ronald Norred, who, you know, if, if you don't know Ronald Norred, it is a coach that is, rising faster than what boiling water with pasta inside of it. I was going to go a different way with that, but we're going to, I thought you were going to say rising faster than Dennis Gates. Okay. There we go. There we go. Interesting. But (laughs) Nora found himself. He he's an assistant for the Charlotte Hornets right now. He was one year under John Brandon at NKU. So he has local ties. He is from Indianapolis. He went to Butler was a, was a great player at Butler during those teams that made runs in the NCAA tournament. Uh, he was a well, he, he wasn't great. He in his role. He was, in his role. He was a great defender. He was a senior leader. He, he he was he was a leader on the court. There's no doubt about that. I mean he started all 32 games as a freshman for Brad he Stevens. Was, like he, he was he an important part of two national two national runner up teams. He wasn't Gordon Hayward or Shelvin Mack, but he was right. he was a steady solid rock on a team that and those type of players turn into coaches and they turn into coaches pretty quick Aaron Smith this guy Ronald Norad is four days younger than me wow four four days younger than me 31 31 years old March 1st 1990 you guys do the math and remember my birthday next time it comes around so, so Chad now if, if you can kind of just touch on the Ronald Norad thing a little bit kind of what you think about him I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal coach. He was second in line at the Minnesota job when Ben Johnson was able to get that. I think that's important. Remember where, where John Cunningham came from. Right. That was his previous boss. Right. And Norad finished second for the job. I'm sure there was a conversation between the Minnesota AD and John Cunningham saying, hey, you want to talk to this guy? He's, he, you know, maybe you don't hire him, but you want to talk to him. He's sharp. Norad also was in the running at Vanderbilt when Stackhouse got the job. So it's yeah. it's not like his name is just now surfacing. This is a name that has been and around. And he would have been 29 at that point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're you're talking about a guy that has a bright future. I, I mean, you're an assistant coach. First, he was an assistant under Stevens at Boston at Boston for the Celtics. Was was the main Red Claws coach. I, this is a guy that has gotten a jump start to his career at a very young age. And that NKU, that one season at NKU, he knows the area. You know, it's it's just 
yes, a lot of these different things are kind of leading into letting Ron Nora truly be a name in the running for the, for the head coach of the Bearcats. And the fact that he's on the hot board right now is the fact that you've got to kind of give some attention to it. Now, in the top group, in the top group, not just right. on it. Right. Here's the thing that you're going to have to try and sell the Bearcat fans on as one thing is stuck out so far that people are going to hang on to desperately as to why you cannot hire this guy and they're going to freak out that it's not Eric Martin is the fact that he was an assistant under John Brannon. Right. So what do you say to people who are upset about the fact that he was an assistant under John Brannon who flamed out horribly towards the end and just the way it all went down. So how do you sell people? One year a one-year assistant under John Brandon. And I, I'm not sure that ended great. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think, yeah, one year. And, and if I, well, that's 2015, 2016. So that had to be one of the years. Uh, was that John's first year? First, yeah, it was his first year. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was obviously a transition year for, for them. They struggled, but then obviously got better and, and went to the tournament, but I mean, one year when you're just, you know, trying to fire up something kind of shows me that he was ready to try and jump at the next thing. He went to the Long Island Nets after that. And then, of course, to the Charlotte Hornets, where he's been an assistant since 2018. So I don't think there's much ado at all. The only only reason I bring it up is you brought up the word cult and you know how this cult goes. (laughs) I think more it would be the fact that if something were to – just the amount of steam that Eric Martin got throughout the day today. Not saying that if, if a different coach were to be the head coach, if, if a different name were to be it other than Eric Martin, I think you've got to give him a, a fair try. It, you know, that just means that John Cunningham vetted all of his options and came out with what he thought was the best option and the most important decision of John Cunningham's career. So if he, thinks that it wasn't Eric Martin after having two interviews reportedly and, and working through different things contract wise up to this point, if all of a sudden, you know, another name does come out, you've got to give them a fair chance and, and rally behind them just as strongly as the entire fan base has rallied around Eric Martin so far today. And that's not to say Eric Martin doesn't get the job. I just think it's, it's not, well, well, go ahead. I, I clearly need to make it said here that this isn't that tonight Ronald Norad became oh, a yeah. candidate. Right. This is that I think he has been a candidate all along. We yeah. just weren't privy to his name. Right. And then once I got his name and I was able to check with a couple other sources that confirmed he was involved, I posted it, yeah. which was after the Eric Martin stuff. I think people are taking that as, he like all of a sudden he popped up no no this is somebody i think was involved from the beginning he just wasn't on my radar wasn't on anybody's radar right and which he doesn't have savior ties right no no butler he's a butler guy butler hates Xavier. i just i just mean like the the family doesn't root for xavier at every crosstown shootout or okay just wanted to make sure i believe he was like a homeschool player back in the day just Um, wanted to make sure and then he, uh, yeah, with the butler. And uh, 
course, was the uh, head coach of Brownsburg High School. How about that? Bulldogs. Quick shout out to the Brownsburg Bulldogs. But, um, Chad, yes, like you said, because it seems as if this has been, as you mentioned, your connection to the AD, to the previous AD and, and his staff. It just seems as if this time around the, the information from the top is not as readily available. Like you said, it, it just seems, you know, obviously the, the Archie Miller throwing out that name out of the get-go and how that kind of has been really nothing up to this point. And then no, there's, there's, there hasn't been any traction with Archie Miller's name at all. Right. And then you, you know, you look at like Bryce drew absolutely really no mention at all there. It just seems as if this is something that they're really kind of keeping in house and, you have to use your investigative journalism to kind of come up with who the true names are. Yeah. I mean, I'm still pretty confident. I took, I took uh, Bryce drew off the hot board and I took Kamani young off the hot board. Cause I, I tried on that one and couldn't get any traction on it. Um, but I'm pretty confident at some level, there's been contact between UC and, and everybody else left on the list. And, and Dennis Gates is another name where if you, have the time. Watch that that little. He's um, sharp, man. Bit He's from, really sharp. Yeah, yeah. That that Florida State bit where, you know, the about leadership and and how he has you know small leadership groups and things of that sort. He, he's a phenomenal guy. <laughs> I mean, that is going to be a really really good college coach. And I mean, is if his chance is here, then then so be it. But Dennis Gates is another name that you know you kind of see. Hey, this is a guy that is really, you know, John Cunningham is doing his homework. He's really piping out the the names and the the targets that he wants to go after. And, I mean, Gates, Gates made me almost cry during his Cleveland <laughs> State, you know, press conference. It, it, it was insane. So, I, you know, I think that the list you're right so, now. You're so emotional. I, I get a little worked up about certain things. Eternal you know, optimist. I, I mean, I was in a rough place all throughout March just like, enjoying basketball in my home city yet knowing that this was going on in the background it was like you know like like sour patch kids you know where i'm i'm like real sad and then it's like oh but still basketball's i'm kind of i don't know it was very strange but a pickerington reference yeah sure there i like that but um the the new football recruiting guy we're going to talk later about the new commit coming through today you did a great job on your first article aaron thanks cheers to you but i don't know i kind of if, if you were to ask me right now who I think it'll be, I think it's still Eric Martin. I, I don't know if the new name's circulating through that have been there for since the beginning. I just still have that feeling that it's going to be Eric Martin, that, you know, they're going to work things out and, and go from there. I, that's just the gut I have right now. I, I think it would appease the masses, certainly, uh, more so than – an outsider. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Chad, you've been on top of this the entire time and it kind of seems, yeah, kind of seems as if this is a, a situation where they want to get it done quickly, you know, which, which as well. And, but in the same sense, it's like, this is an extremely, extremely important hire because there's been kind of some, some, some fizzers in the fan base and, and in the alumni up to this point. So Eric Martin appeases that. Do these other names 
appease that, would you say, or is it more of a, they come in and they get a couple of years to see if they can do it? You know what I mean? It just seems as if Eric Martin is instantly fixing it. The other ones are like, okay, what is this guy from, you know, the Charlotte Hornets, who I barely know and is as young as my son going to do for me. You know what I mean? I mean, there's always going to be a faction of every fan base that thinks that the only people that should be involved are people that are former alumni, former players, you know, whatever. Coaches. Uh, coaches. You know, Michigan has to hire a Michigan man. Like, that's how fans think. They, they want somebody that they're familiar with to be in charge of something that they have an emotional connection to, right? So – I, I like I get it. I, I don't necessarily agree with it because I'm I'm of the belief you go hire the best guy. Like it, it, if Eric Martin is the best guy, hire him. If you're in the interview process and you feel like somebody else is a better candidate, hire them. Like that's the end game of this all to me is to to get the best coach possible to win as many games as possible. Uh, sometimes you get lucky, like. If they would have went with uh, Satterfield, that's at Louisville now, right? That guy's probably already gone by now. If Not he had Kenny. the type of success, no. If he had the type of success that that Luke Fickle has had, right, he'd be out of here by now. So, so right. sometimes you get lucky, and, and you you know you have a couple options, and you pick the right one. But as far as you know. If it's not Eric Martin, there's going to be a bunch of people that are that are up in arms because they think the only guy that should coach UC is a UC guy, even though a lot of those same people hated McCronin, who was a UC guy. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Winning fixes everything, though. I mean, whoever comes Correct. in, as long as you start winning right off the right out of the gate, it it's not going to matter. All the other stuff goes away if you're winning. Yeah, but. Are you going to be able to win right out of the gate? Depends on what you can do with the transfer portal. No, it doesn't. You're going to have a team with like eight, nine new guys. They're just going to snap together like that. All of a sudden, they're 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 ready to go. The Mighty Ducks did. That's that's where I I think kind of where when Eric Martin comes in. Okay, so say say the the close connections that Eric Martin has already made with Cincinnati and Ohio high schools. You know, if, if he is able to pick up some big steam with Paul McMillan, you know, if, if he is able to come in and say, Hey, we're going to try everything we can to make this happen as quickly as possible, but I'm already working on recruiting around the, the state of Cincinnati to use a football recruiting term with our football recruiting guru here right now on the pod. So, if he is able to kind of display that message as well, I think that buys him enough time to see if, okay, can he recruit in state? Can he recruit where other coaches seemingly have not been able to recently? I, I mean, you saw Jeremiah Davenport who, you know, by the way, I, I want to touch on everything that's going on with his family. I, I really liked your tweet to him, Aaron. That was, that was very heartfelt. We'll touch on that later, but you know, Jeremiah Davenport showing how strong he has been able to keep his roots in Cincinnati and try and yeah, build the Bearcats back. Look, 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 look. I, I get 
like the 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 want for local guys. Okay. But if if Mick would have took taken Macy Oteague when his best offer at the time was was UNC Asheville, right? His fan base would have revolted. If he'd have took Jalen Tate. Mm-hmm. Right. But and his best offer was Northern. What what would people have done or said? Yes, they, they would have liked it. When you, the when problem you finally is, get the flush of high level talent, it, you know, which, you know, Evan Mahaffey as well. And, and, you know, you see Eric Martin is the lead recruiter for him right now for West Virginia. You know, just, yeah, there are a couple guys coming up in 22 and 23 that appear to be high major guys. Right. What I'm saying is you can't, you can't Luke Fickle it because no. there's just not enough talent in Cincinnati to, to have it be your entire base. Oh no, but but one or two a year, I or or one okay. every okay. other year. Brent, you, you know okay. what I mean? That that's better. I was going to say two a year is no, eight no. guys on no, your I meant, roster. I mean every one every two years is what I meant. You know, I, I mean you just recruit you, it when it's good enough, right? But I don't know. I just think it, that, that, make, that make, obviously it's not a knack on Mick. I I mean I I think no. I'm just saying in general, everybody. Everybody equates, well, why can't they do what Luke does? Because there's not the talent pool for basketball right. to do what Luke does. It, it just doesn't work. I think the difference, though, would be is if over the course of mixed 10 years, like outside of Yancey Gates, if there was more home. Kevin Johnson, Jaron Cumberland. Cumberland was from Wilmington. I mean, that's not necessarily like Cincinnati, but I, I get your point. Yes. State of Cincinnati. I, un- I understand. I understand. I'm getting a little nitpicky with it. I get it. I'm just saying, I mean, maybe there could have been more. When you see talent going to other places. Who? I, I, I know we've already brought up the names. I'm just saying that you hate to see, you hate to look back in hindsight and see like a Jackson Hayes, a Miles McBride, and those guys being in other places. I understand. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. So I, I do think that that kind of opens the door for at least the conversation for that, which, I mean, Eric Martin, if you if you do watch some of his interviews, he is very well spoken. Yeah, he's he's very well spoken. He is someone that I think can relate very well with with the kids, even if they don't even know who he is based off of his playing career at Cincinnati. I think, though, it it is a situation with Eric Martin. You would need to have a good staff about the staff that he builds with him. And we've already touched on Van Axel. Uh, obviously, I'd, I'd fall in love with it. I would, a little fanboy in me. But the other two after that would have to be big, and big with just the experience factor or kind of specialty factor. Because that, you know, if you if you go with those two right off the bat, you need two other that that will be able to bring up what you need based off of their experience at the collegiate level. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if the Eric Martin news does travel through. I think the next couple of weeks after that happens, the re-recruitment of the of the players in the portal, the then recruitment of new players, and then you know also the staff all throughout the process as well. And I mean that's how it'll be with any coach, but I think with Martin, it's most important for his staff to see who he can assemble. So, if you had to guess, how quickly do you think this is all over? Um, I don't know. Wednesday. Wednesday. 
Yeah, I, I think it could even be over as early as tomorrow. I just don't. Are you going to do something on the day of Jeremiah Davenport's dad's funeral? I just don't know if you're going to. Right. And I want that was in the back of my head, too. Which was really cool um, to see the, the university kind of gather together with that, which I, Aaron, we'll, we'll bring it up now real fast. It, you know, sure. you you uh, tweeted at Jeremiah, which, you know, it's kind of a, a cool token to just say, hey, you know what, man, we I know you're going through a lot, but there's there's people like you. And I mean, you reached out and that was that was really yeah. awesome. Aaron. So uh, next month, actually, uh, will be seven years since I lost my father and he died in a well, he uh, was non-responsive after he was in an accident at work and uh, he didn't ever wake up. He, was, he never came back. And we had to uh, make the decision to um, take him off life support after three days uh, in the hospital. So uh, I never truly got to have like an interaction, good, like an interactive goodbye outside of him, you know, being there and, and getting to say my goodbye while he was still alive. Uh, that said, um, you know, people, people are doing their best to try and empathize and they say things, you know, I understand what you're going through or I know how you feel. And truthfully, I don't believe anybody is ever going to know what you feel or, or what you're going through when you do lose a parent. Uh, so it's a, it's a whole different type of um, loss than, than anything in the entire world. And I, I speak that as, you know, having gone through a divorce within the last uh, roughly year. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot. It's, it's heavy. And, uh, you know, you just got to make sure that when you're going through those times that you do make sure that you don't try and, and hold it all in. It, you know, some days, you know, depending on how you deal with your emotions, some days you, you just need to have a good cry. Um, some days you need to find that person who you can talk to about anything and, and just completely unload uh, whatever it may be. So uh, it's just I wanted to put that out there, whether he reads it or not. I don't know. Um, right. You know, it, it's just a matter of I felt it was a place where I could step in and say some, some words of having been through a, a tragic loss that you didn't see coming. So. Yeah. And, and it just speaks to the community that Cincinnati's built as well, you know, cause you have your, your close circle that you were able to cling on to, but right. it, you know, with, with Jeremiah, he's got, you know, a, the, the Cincinnati account is tweeting that out, you know, they're, they're holding it in, in memoriam and, and things of that sort. So just really cool to see all hands on deck because I, I haven't experienced anything like that. But so well, I and, and, goes out to you and Jeremiah. But and the GoFundMe was, you know, just a great touch to it all, too, because yeah. those those, you know, if you don't have the right things in place, uh, those those costs do add up. So, yeah. Yeah. And it just speaks to what this community does. And we saw with Chad and what he was able to do with with the, you know, the small businesses and things like that when they were going through difficulties. And, you know, it's just when you are able to bring someone in, they've got to embrace that community as well. Tying it back in to the next coach. And well, before, before you move on, you know, yeah. I'll let you transition there. I did yeah. want to mention for anybody who did want to donate to that GoFundMe, uh, you can find it on any one of the Cincinnati Bearcats social media pages, I do believe. Um, so there is a link there where you can donate to his GoFundMe if you did have that interest. Yeah. We Chad tweeted that as well. So um, just an awesome thing, but it just the, the, the community is tight knit. And I think it's it's untapped. I think uh, recent years has kind of built up some sort of animosity one side or the other towards, you know, the basketball program, trying to figure out how to get it back on path. Um, I don't know. This is a an extremely important hire and one that 
brings me to my next question before we move on to football and football recruiting. I I, I have I do have one more thing to add on on, on Davenport. I want like kudos to you see. Um, yeah, I was trying to see if there was anything we could do, right? Because we've proven as a community that we'll step up. Um, because of NCAA guidelines, it wasn't really possible for me or us to step in and do anything, but UC took that idea and ran with it and hats off to them for doing what they can to step in, work with the NCAA. It took a little while because you have to yeah. you get, you know, permission and approvals and whatever, but big, big kudos. It look, we, we've been critical about things when something's right you got to point out when something's right and, and they handled this right. And they stepped in, they, they, they followed the proper channels and they're going to get the Davenport family some help. And that is massive. So hit up, go bearcats.com, find their social media pages, get the link. And if you can help out the Davenport family. Nothing more I can say about that. Just seriously. Awesome. Awesome. Like always when, when, when the community rallies around something, it's, it's pretty special and it just shows yeah. you this, I mean, this Bearcat community is it's something else. And uh, and I'm not going to like I've become kind of addicted to it. I mean, when I when I see a cause that I like, man, I'm almost like I, I have to like calm myself at times on some of them because I just want to jump in. Right. right. Like going well, when we did the pizzas for the, the frontline workers and then when we did, you know, the, the crosstown tip off like that side of helping people and knowing that this community loves stepping up and, and being able to do it like mm -hmm. it's it's kind of addicting like it, it's something you want because it, it, it you know you get that that adrenaline of like we're doing something we know we're doing something good like right. it, it's pretty cool it's there there's no better gratitude than than doing that i mean i i i gamble i i will be the first to admit but when i know that my money's going to something that i can actually be proud of believe me i will do that quickly which which is awesome you want to so. you want to you want a funny crosstown tip-off story that that didn't get, get out there yes love it uh so the final two places we did uh we had a thousand dollars left and we had done you know mostly like bar restaurant type places um so i you know i checked with with my partners at the holy grail and and mio's and said look we got a thousand left i want to do 500 to alabama q i want to do 500 to um island fridays and those are both owned by former uc football players mm -hmm. so I, I i stop at island fridays first which is one of my favorite places to eat i, I love island you fridays love yes um and and did that and i put the tip in and i didn't video it because both of those places are a little bit restricted because of covid like the way that yeah. they're doing things and i just didn't think it would make for a good video so like you got to do like a, a push through thing at Island Fridays to like pay like the old gas station carbon they, copy. No, 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 no. The like the oh, man, the, the like slide out, like put your card in here, slide back, take your card out. Like how they used to pass stuff to you at a gas station behind like the, the, yeah. the yeah. barricade. I thought you meant one of those machines where you put no, the card no, in, no, carbon no. copied it. <laughs> but this is shocking in like today's day and age with the, the, the Alabama Q side of the story. So I put it in and the, the girl at Island Friday's like eyes kind of pop wide open. She looks at me. I'm like, yep. She's like, really? I'm like, yep. She's like, hey, you know, thank you. So I go to Alabama Q to get that while I'm waiting for the Island Fridays to be done. And, um, 
the the machine that well they're they're using like you know everybody uses an ipad now and it just has the card reader that connects to the thing and whatever so she turns it around and it wouldn't let me tip more than two hundred dollars that was the max tip so i'm trying to put in 500 and she's like are you are you having problems like i didn't know how to work the tip machine and i'm like it won't let me tip what i want to tip you she's like what do you mean and i'm like I type 500 and it automatically changes to 200. She's like, why, why did you type 500? Because that's what I want to tip you. And right. she's like losing her mind trying to figure out like what is happening here. So I had to buy three orders at Alabama Q <laughs> in order to tip the $500. Was one this like a side of barbecue sauce? I got three sides of cornbread. They were a dollar each. There we go. There we go. <laughs> You don't eat your but, cornbread. <laughs> but, but, oh, I love cornbread. Oh, I love cornbread. If you make cornbread at home, here's a tip. Okay. Take, your regular corn, take your regular cornbread recipe, corn muffin recipe, whatever. And for every batch, put in two cups of vanilla pudding. Oh. And it makes your cornbread. If it, You guys are probably too young. Well, Brent doesn't live here. But Aaron, did you ever eat of Burbank's? Uh, yes, actually. Remember how awesome their cornbread was? I don't, but I do remember Burbank's. Vanilla pudding. And it just gives it that like sweet little little hint to it. Oh, love it. But anyhow, she was like the, the whole time, she's like, God bless you. Like, thank you. So like she was she was geeked out. It was it was pretty funny because I had to like stand there and order three times in order to get the tip to $500. I'm sure she was terribly upset about having to help you out through all of that. <laughs> well, let's not be vanilla about it anymore, guys. Ooh, transition. One more question. Actually, two more questions. First, what is your guys' thoughts on the expectations for the new coach coming in? Because obviously, when Mick took over, the expectations were let us he's going to need three, four years to – try and get this thing going not fan expectations but kind of just you know ad's and, and everyone involved knowing that it's going to take a little while to, to get this rebuild going when john brandon took over it seemed like expectations were pretty high pretty quickly uh sweet 16s were needed you know second second weekend of the tournament was needed and it seemed like it was needed pretty quickly uh you also had the returning player of the you know, conference player of the year well yes yes well of course but I'm saying, what is going to be the expectations for this new coach that comes in and takes over? Are they going to get that you know two or three year grace period to try and get things going? Is it going to be more of a we know it's going to be a slow build, or are they expecting something right off the bat? Would you guys guess? Given the instability of the team, where it's at right now, as far as how many you know scholarship players that you currently have, I'm not ready to to draw up expectations yet personally because. I'm curious to see what they're able to do with the transfer portal with trying to get some, you know, freshman commits in here on the super late tip, as far as the, uh, the commitments go. So it just kind of really depends on how quickly they're able to put a team together and, and what that team looks like once all said and done and the cards fall. Chad, our expectations still as high as they were after the, you know, the, the Mick, to John Brannon or is fans aren't going to change their expectations, Brent. Yeah. They're not changing them. Still, they might understand a bad year. Like they might, they might grant you a pass for a bad right. year, 
They're still going to expect but, to be better than Tulsa and Tulane and all that. Right. I mean, they're not, they're not going to just, there's no scenario where this fan base accepts like 11 and 19. Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm not talking fan base. I'm talking, you know, it, where it, it, the transition from Mick but, to. But, but the yeah. fan base sets the expectations. True. True. Yes. Like if you're not winning at the level that the fan base expects as an AD, you're in trouble. Right. Right. I, okay. I don't know what mythical, like you're talking about, like what realistic people expect. No, but that's, I'm that's not talking about the, the administration that it, it was about Mick not getting to the second weekend in the tournament. So that was a, Mick almost emphasis. got fired. Mick almost got fired after four years. Right. But still for, I don't know. It, it just seems as if this is kind of a mix of both where, you have that leeway to try and get things righted and then the expectations really pile on where. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be out on Eric Martin if he goes, you know, 500 next year. Right. But if he goes, if he goes 11 and 19 in year one and 13 and 17 in year two, guess what? Talks. There's going to be some people that aren't happy. This is an all time historic program. It might not be, it might not be the top 10 program that it has been like throughout history right. might be more of a top 25 top 30 program in the country, but it is still a program with expectations and they're not going to just sit on their hands if they think the program is not moving in the right direction. So there are some things like if, if he can build, if whoever it is can build momentum in recruiting and earn some goodwill outside yeah. of wins and losses, then, then that can help a little bit. But look, man, there were people at, at the end of year one of Fickle that were like, this is not the guy. If right. he would have followed up year two with, what, six and six? Yeah. Even though everybody said year two, a realistic expectation was just to make a bowl game, right? Right. But if, if they would have went six and six, there would have been a whole lot of people on the Fickle's not the guy train. Instead, they win 11 games, and the narrative instantly he is flips. God. But, I mean, it, it was that close. And if you go look at that second year, man. Ohio. It could have been 7-5 and five real quick. Yeah. Real They're, quick, it could have been 7-5. and five. I mean, I, I always just think back to that Ohio game. Yeah. I mean, that was just early season. Obviously, just Ohio was a better team for, what, two and a half? three quarters and yeah, then, then they turn it on. But yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, which, which kind of just leads me to my, my last question. Just, just win baby. Just I win. Know, I know. Which, which leads me to my last question. And Chad, I understand if you don't want to touch on this one, but Aaron, I definitely want your answer. Um, so a, a tweet comes out and I hope it's from uh, our own Chad Brenda with the scoop and say it, it comes out tomorrow. Say it comes out Wednesday, Midday, and it says, you know, John Cunningham and the Cincinnati Bearcats have hired blank blank as their new head coach. Mm-hmm. Who is filling in those blanks? I I still have to I have to believe it's going to be Eric Martin. Yeah, that's that's just where my heart's been at. Um, that was my first name on the board two three weeks ago. 
because uh, I I said it on I think I said it on here. I at least said it in conversation to Chad, um, if nothing else. But I, I think he checks every box that you're looking for outside of the experience box. And while that's a very big box to to be missing, um, I just I think he literally checks every box outside of yep. that that one box. I so. agree. I agree. Um, I'm going Eric Martin as well. I think, uh, you know, the fact that it got to the level that it got to today, um, and then it, it's not like things hit a lull or anything, but it does seem like more chatter came out about other possibilities and things of that sort. But it just seems as if it's kind of one of those where it's, it's going to be Eric Martin. It, 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 you know, sometimes when it comes to champions, I kind of picture who is going to be in the commercials on ESPN where you can buy their gear, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you just bought – you just won the world – the Super Bowl. Here, here you can buy their new, you know, shirt and, and football and DVD set. I kind of feel like I'm I'm already envisioning Eric Martin's press conference. You know what I mean? It, it just seems as if that homecoming is, is going to happen. I, I really liked his his – words and interviews where mm-hmm. when he gets the chance to be a head coach, he wants it to be in the state of Ohio. Yep. He's got ties. His with perfect high world. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a perfect world. It is his ties to the, to the high school coaches in the area. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just all of that kind of you know, snowballing into, and, and you're seeing so many former players now with, with the positive tweets and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just, I don't know. It, it seems like too many good things are happening, but if Still. they don't, if they don't hire him, I'm just going to listen to "Why do you build me up, Buttercup, baby?" Just to let me down on on repeat on a on a loop, while I cry in the fetal position. It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Uh, well, which I actually will. Uh, but if if it doesn't end up being him, I will trust who the decision is because I mean Dennis Gates, great coach, I, great. Person. A lot of upside to that guy. I, don't get me wrong. And you touch on you know obviously Ron Norad who. Yep. He's going to be a superstar coach. He will, he will be, he is Brad Stevens 2.0. Um, so it depends though. Do you want to be the, the stepping stone school again and, and win quickly? Because obviously if they step, if they use you as a stepping stone, that means they, they had success. Right. So do you want to go back to, to being that as we were in football for so many years, yeah. or do you want to build the stability of the program again? Yeah. And, and it does seem like they're heading that direction where it is going to be one of these, you know, higher level up and coming coaches, not quite the Archie Millers and the, you know, Bryce Drews, what Chad said, he already took Bryce's name. Down. It, it does seem like the, the direction is setting that way to be Eric Martin, Dennis Gates, some of, you know, one of those younger coaches that has kind of experience at bigger programs and, and see what they can go from there. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully it gets wrapped up soon because recruiting never sleeps. It seems as if, you know, Jaden Gardner from ECU just committed to Virginia today. Right. I, you know, you're seeing a lot of movement. Movement is happening in the transfer portal very quickly. And and we see Mikey Saunders with a commitment date, which can obviously be moved. But mm-hmm. as of right now, it's tentatively for Thursday. So um, I'm sure some things want to start to move quickly to make sure that whoever the new coach is has enough time to talk to the Bearcats that are currently and, and you, you sent a picture, Mason Masson currently yep. was, was driving in, in Cincinnati. So, you know, seems I mean, as if. One would assume that's him coming back into town for the, the services tomorrow. Oh, yes, 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 services tomorrow as well, yes. Um, but so, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see because I do think that there's still a good chance 
those players in the portal that have not gone elsewhere yet. Could come back and play could, with the boys. Run, yeah. run it back. Run it back. So um, Chad is currently busy man. He's he's on the phone right now for, for those of you that can't see. So not the first time during this, <laughs> this recording. Chad will not be answering that question. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring it back to him when he comes off the phone. But uh, let's go ahead and segue into football recruiting real quick before and Chad will come back and talk about practice today. It's right. practice, but football recruiting, you were able to get your first story done. Uh, Sincere Lewis out of Michigan, who has great length. Uh, looks like he's going to be able to play numerous positions, but mm-hmm. it's going to be the sniper position at Cincinnati. He, he talked about coach Brian Mason, who is the coach of the snipers. Um, and you, you know, you're thinking sniper, you're thinking, you know, Jarrell White was a great, Sniper last year, you you look back even more and it seems as if he kind of fits that mold of what that position really entails. What were you able to gather from Sincere Lewis? You were able to watch some of his highlight tapes as well. Right. Seems like another great pickup out of Michigan. Um, what I noticed was he's very patient in the tackling lanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not one to – I mean, of course, these are highlights, so I don't get to see the, the ones that didn't make the cut. Right, right. Um, but, but what I saw was he, he had a lot of patience in the holes. And when he hit, he wrapped and drove them into the ground. It wasn't much um, where, you know, it didn't look like arm tackles. It, it, it looked like he was just getting the full wrap and, and driving into the ground. Um, he's got a nose for the ball uh, as he played special teams and was able to hurdle the line blocking on more than one occasion, going right up over the middle and blocking – at least two field goals um, at the time that the video had been made. So there's, there's certainly something to be said for that as uh, you know, we, we do lose a specialist this year in Ethan Tucky who had a nose for the ball as far as the, uh, the block kicks went there. Um, and he was a receiver and, or, or he has played receiver and, uh, and kick returner as well in his time there. He, I know he was on the, or, or he's been on the track and field team. So there's certainly some speed there at six, two and one eighty five. you know, he's not a, a small kid. He's, mm-hmm. He is a, a bit rangy. As, I know you brought up Jarrell white. I don't know what Jarrell white measures up at, but I believe this is a little bigger than Jarrell white. Yeah. At least height wise. So of course I imagine once, uh, once Brady Collins gets his hands on him, he'll put some of that weight on him. But uh, you know, he's, he's got a lot of promise and he's, he seems excited, genuinely excited to, to get here and show the coaches what he can do. He's ready to compete. He said, uh, there's a kid from Jersey who I'm ready to compete against who plays my same position. Oh. And uh, yeah. So uh, he and, said, I'm, I'm ready to come in and compete because he knows, yeah. I mean, you, you see what the, the ranked numbers are. I'm sure, you know, these kids are all over that. So to see, I'm maybe ranked a little lower than, right. uh, than, than Zion, I think. Zion Cheeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so and, and by the way, these these players have been dominating their their camps that they've been going to. I, I mean, you see the pictures and, and the footage of, you know, Derek Shepard, uh, Stephen Bird, C.K. Doggett, uh, and then uh, Tyler Gillison and Jonathan Thompson were all at that camp up in Columbus, and, and they look big. They look strong. You forgot the running back. Athletic. No, I said Bird, Stephen Bird. Did you? Yeah, he and he looks like a man child at running back. But <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it just seems as if this is an extremely special class, and Aaron, you get a chance to kind of dive in and and really, really gather good info and, and a good job on the write up today. Yeah, I, I mean, it, 
the way that you talk about him tackling kind of reminds me of a Marion Smith who was out of Michigan last year, safety position. Chad has already raved about him, what he's been able to do in the workouts and uh, in, in spring ball practices. So if this guy is able to, to hit and, and kind of have that tackling like a Marion has at that sniper position, I mean, Deshaun Pace was a, a great diamond in the rough type pickup. And, you know, I think Jonathan Thompson. He was the D1 player of the year in Ohio. Ratings wise, ratings wise, ratings wise. They no. screwed that up. Believe they me. Screwed, I, they screwed that up. I have texted you on the side 100 times saying that Sean Pace, why is he not rated higher? Same with Dante Corleone. Same with Jonathan Thompson this year. I I watched Jonathan Thompson's tapes and it just like blows me away. And, and his performance at the Columbus camp is obviously something that all of a sudden it's like, wow, yeah, this guy is actually pretty dog good. I think he's in line for a little bump coming. So – uh, a great pickup and sincerely a great job by you, Aaron Smith. I see what job. you did there. Right up tape. Yeah. Thank you. I did but, see somebody, uh, somebody dropped a, a, a line on the boards on BCJ saying uh, with a name like sincere, you got to think his parents had some foresight that he was going to be coming to Cincinnati at some point anyway. Because what, the, what the all name team, the alliteration, just sincere, since he. Okay. Okay. I got it. The way he spells it, C-I-N. C-I-N-C-E-A-R. Because if you if you type in C-I-N-C to try and find him on Twitter or Instagram, it brings up all the Cincinnati pages. So good luck. That's what everyone was getting at. Yeah. Speaking of, Chad, you were at practice today. Uh, but was? By the way, would you like to answer the question that I asked or, or do you want to move on? No, I'm good. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I, I think the board would love to hear your answer. Uh, I think I'm good. Hopefully they will when, uh, when, when you tweet the scoop out when it does happen. So uh, practice today uh, looks like just inching close to spring to the spring game. Were you able to kind of see how they're going to do the spring game or is that something that they're going to no, decide as, as it goes on or that's days off. Right now, right. I mean, I'm. Right. I assume it'll just be a scrimmage, 150 plays or whatever. Control, um, just, yeah. yeah, controlled scrimmage like we normally. We've that's normally the way. The uh, the last, like scrimmage of the spring goes. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, practice today. Let's uh let's get some highlights. Uh, so Evan Prater was not practicing today. Hopefully, he's back by Thursday. It's nothing to worry about. Okay. So poor Jack Perry is the only other quarterback besides Desmond Ritter on the roster right now. Uh, when I was walking up, they were they were going through like their their warm up stuff, and I looked down and the quarterbacks are Des, Jack Perry, and Sopko is out there throwing. Was he in pads? No, 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 no. no. Okay, I was gonna say no, no. But they wouldn't that be like, great? when they were warming up, they, they needed that, that extra arm. Yeah. To, you know, cause there's a lot of passes thrown into practice. BCJ's so friends, out there. Soppy boy. Yeah. Sopko's out there Sopy. getting loose. Just would have been fantastic um, to have him in pads. <laughs> Poor Jack Perry. So here's what, here's, here's my big takeaway from today at practice. And this has happened a couple times now. Right. So generally the first half of practice is like position stuff, special teams. They'll do run fit, 
which is 11 on 11, but they're just working on like running, you know, design of running plays. Um, so it's not really like a, a, a real 11 on 11 team situation, right? The first thing you get that really is like, let, let's get after it is seven on seven. Okay. And we, I've talked about over the past, the first half of spring practice, there have been times at seven on, on seven where there's just nobody open, where they can't find anybody to save their life. So the first three series of seven on seven today, I don't think the ball hit the ground. Really? I mean, Dez was slinging it. On fire. Jack, Jack Perry looked good. I even yelled down to Evan, who was watching practice. I even yelled down to Evan, you better watch out. Like, <laughs> you miss another day. Jack Perry might be the number two. <laughs> but every time that we have seen – the, the practices that have been open every time we've seen the offense have some success like that defense gets lit the defense is like hell no right. <laughs> hell no so the final like three or four possessions series of seven on seven nothing <laughs> nothing right and then going into 11 on 11 jack perry got picked four times Really? Yeah, it was it was a bad it was a bad team period, and a couple of them were just sick plays. Okay, I like to think Bumpus had Bumpus. Bumpus had one where he was trailing the receiver. Yeah, the ball probably should be should have been maybe another foot out in front of the receiver. He kind of threw it like back to his hip, wasn't behind him, but it was just more towards his body than throwing it out towards his hands. And Bumpus went from behind to like sliced right in front of it, picked it off. Okay. That was a pick six. Everybody, no. Uh De'Ari McDonald. Okay. Snagged one on the sidelines for a pick and six. He's been moved to safety. Yeah. Okay. He has been moved to safety, got a pick six, and then sprinted 120 yards to the other end of the field to bang the drum. First defensive player I've seen that was like, I love that. Give me that drumstick. Let's go. Yeah. Um, During any of this time, did Evan turn around and just shrug his shoulders at you? No, I yelled back down to him. You're good. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't sweat it. You're all right. Um, Cook had a tip pick off a Dez. That was probably more the receiver's fault. Hit the receiver's hands, mm-hmm. popped up in the air. Uh, Cook grabbed a pick. Bumpus had one. Diary had one. Um, Sammy Anderson had one on the sidelines. <coughs> These are all guys that like <coughs> way back on the roster, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and they're yeah. making plays. And then maybe the play of the day in team drill was uh, Eric Phillips uh, steal, uh, snatching a handoff, basically. Really? Like, he let it actually happen because it, you know, you're going to. But yeah. as the ball was being handed off, shotgun snap, handoff to the running back, Eric Phillips from his defensive tackle spot got there at the at the exchange. It's like, all right, big boy. All right, big boy. Big fella. 
Uh, Ethan Wright had a 65-yard touchdown on a misdirection play. Okay. Uh, Justin Harris with a big sack on a corner blitz. Jerome Ford had two of those, like, sugar bowl or peach bowl runs where he just hits that extra gear and, like, you kind of uh, – yeah, he went to he, – he, he was recruited by Alabama, right? Yeah. Like, like not the, not that he had an offer from Alabama, but actually, yeah, was actually he was a take at Alabama. Right. <laughs> he started the season opener yeah. at Alabama. So there are times you watch Ford and you're just like, yeah, that's, you shouldn't be able to do that, sir. Is McClellan playing yet or is he still signed? No, there, I mean, there's no need to have right. him. That spring ball. Same with Alec Pierce. Yeah. Pierce had his shoulder cleaned out. He's doing like uh, when they're doing just working on air, where it's just quarterbacks throwing to receivers. Like Pierce is out there, and and McClellan's doing a little bit of that stuff. I guess that brings me up to my next question, which is: Is Ethan Wright solidifying himself as the number two guy right now? Um, I mean Montgomery, Ryan Montgomery's been pretty good as well. I'd say those two are pretty even. Okay. Um, I I think Ethan Wright's going to get it. I only ask that because I imagine you still, even as the season starts, you ease McClelland in because you don't want another situation. Well, he's going to go through camp. Well, sure. I just didn't know how, how much you'd be playing him even right <laughs> out of the gate, just kind of given some of the injury history. He's on your team, right? It's true. Play his ass. If he's, if he's 100%, if he's cleared, you play him. Okay. Now, he's not he, – the thing is, he's never going to be a 30-carry back anyway. No, and I wouldn't have expected that. Right, but I'm saying if you cut, if he's only getting eight touches and you limit his, you know, in a, in a good game, he's getting eight touches and you and you cut his opportunities in half, four touches, eh. I mean, I'd probably prefer he'd have eight if, if we're being honest. Because two or three of those will be first for something. Sure. Right. So, um, Receivers, obviously, we want to continue to touch on those. Just, just the young risers with the the seniors that are coming back. Obviously, uh, well, seniors next year, if you will. Uh, how is? I mean, Blue Smith is a name that, of course, you know, Brady Collins has touched on a couple of times. He's he's someone that has really finally started to come healthy. It's my boy. Is it? Bro. Yeah, and and he is an Aaron Smith specialty. So, um, because. Of Smith, obviously. How's Blue looking? Another great day for Tyler Scott. Chris Scott moving up. I, is, is it kind of just you're, you're seeing the same players make the same plays? No, or is there anyone it, progressing throughout it? There's a lot of talent. I mean, there is a lot of talent in that wide receiver room. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler Scott's always open. Yeah. I'm convinced you could, you could go to him pretty much every down and he would be open. 7-11? Yeah, he's always open. Um, <laughs> Today was interesting, you know, with Pierce out, they've been kind of mixing and matching things. Yeah. Um, and one of the things they've been doing is using Michael Young in the slot and Tyler Scott to the field just outside of, of Michael Young. Mm-hmm. So they've been playing them kind of next to each other. Today, Tyler Scott moved to the boundary. Mm. Michael Young was at the field and Trey Tucker in the slot. Speed, baby. Ooh. that's fast. Like that's fast. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, like I said, Pierce is out. So it like some of that, you know, when Pierce is in, you're not going to see much of that, but, it, but it is, 
because Pierce is out, it's something you get to look at and you get to see like what kind of stress does this put on a defense? Right. Because all three of these guys can, can fly. Um, so I thought that was the most interesting thing today. Uh, I, I still, I like what I see. I'm starting, I'm seeing from Marquez Bell consistently, uh, the red shirt freshman in the slot. Will mm-hmm. Pauling ha- has yep. popped uh, here a couple times as a, as a yep. true freshman. Um, didn't notice Chris Scott much today. Blue didn't really do any, do a whole lot today that I saw. Um, Get him next time. I mean, you know. Is there, is there a third tight end that's starting to separate himself, or is it? Uh, not not a lot. Um, I, I think we're getting to a point where maybe Noah Davis is becoming like that, that full line. Bruno LaBelle. Yeah, like that the, they've, they've loved having. Yeah. Um, he is a physical dude. Yeah, like th- that is that is lining up an extra tackle when you put him in the box. Good, good. Sh- Shimon's so, not out there yet, right? No, he'll no. be here in June. Okay, he's he's too busy getting triple doubles in basketball. I can't wait to see that kid line it up. So I, I think if I had to say, if anybody was like kind of stepping up and grabbing three, it would be Noah Davis, the you know Michigan straight transfer, yeah. just because it, it he's he's the most physical. And is probably the least like the other two because Josh is a wide receiver essentially. Yeah, Lenny's Lenny's a good combo of both. Yeah, you you need that that inline guy if you want to, you know, start running right in people's faces. And I think Noah Davis would be that. Offensive line still intact. Was was John Williams there today? Yeah. Or? Well, the beauty is they've moved away from Tuesday Thursday. Okay. Um, so they're doing Monday. I think this week we're doing Monday, Wednesday or Monday, Thursday. I don't think Friday will be open. Cause that's just a walkthrough to get ready for the scrimmage. Right. Uh, but then, so this week, I think coverage wise, we'll be looking at Monday, Thursday, Saturday. And I think, uh, basketball, uh, football, football might know there's a, there's some, there's some stories in basketball that, uh, maybe the, the media members might need to put a little bit of attention yeah. to. But um, yeah, I I think obviously the silver lining through all of this is if, if you are a fan of UC sports, you have football to severely look to, forward to. I you know I saw well, a couple of a couple of uh, predictions for the for for the playoffs, college football playoffs, and the Bearcats already seeing their name there is something that is uh, is of note this early in the process. This is, this is where we do the ad read that, that now is a great time to subscribe to BearcatJournal.com where you can get 50% off oh, an annual hey. subscription. 50% hey. off. That's, that's, that's $108 a year. Aaron, I think it's 54. time for you to subscribe. $54 a year. I pay Aaron with his subscription. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Swimmingly, remember we, swimmingly. we 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 negotiated a one hundred and seven dollar a year contract for Aaron. Wow, I like that. That includes my subscription <laughs> plus benefits too. Paramount Plus. Yeah, you get Paramount Plus too. Just found out, which I have no that's, idea how to, how to make it work. That's two hundred dollars a year, sir. <laughs> and I don't even have to pay taxes on any of it because it's all right. benefits. It's hey, all sh- benefits. Sh- you never know when they're listening, Aaron. Ixnay on the axis, Tay. You never know when they're listening. But yeah, 
go to bearcatjournal.com, hit join, subscribe, 50% off a year subscription. All my articles aren't going to be free. uh, Your commitment articles will be free. I've got an assignment for you this week, though. So you'll you'll have a premium recruiting article coming up here soon, I think. But all of my Maybe two assignments. Can't wait. Maybe Looking two. Well, see, see, here's how they work. Aaron. This is I, I'll break you into how the the recruiting stuff Peek works. From if behind it's a commitment, the curtain. If it's a commitment, it's free. If it's an article about a recruit that has not committed, people got to pay for that. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the that's the juice. Keep that name that, hidden. The 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 the, 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 the recruiting the recruiting article is the juice. And the commitment article is the squeeze. Is the sometimes, juice worth the squeeze? Sometimes you just got to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? Right. One of my favorite. Blank check. What a movie, man. Yep. What a movie. Uh, also, Girl Next Door. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Girl Next Door, extremely God, underrated. God, movie. I love that movie. Elijah Cuthbert. Ooh. I know. Yeah. Ooh, I, yeah. Man, I was a big I, tw- I was a big 24 fan. The wife's like, this is a great show. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> Let's keep watching. <laughs> No, I, I, man, a girl Jack next door. Bauer's if you haven't seen it, awesome. go see it. We're God, not talking about Jack the TV Bauer. show that was on E. Not that girl next door. We're talking about girl next door. The movie transition. Yes. To next door. Uh, hopefully, next door opening up the door to a new head coach um, for the basketball team. I, you know, I I hate to say it. That that is what my mind has constantly been on. I, I love talking football. The The team is phenomenal. I will be at the scrimmage and uh, excited to see that the spring game. And, and I'm going to do a write up where we had main questions for each position group. We're going to give the answers for each position group after spring ball has wrapped up. So that might be, be the first time we get to meet face to face in person, Brent. Well, no, I, I met you one time. You uh, I was came up sober. after a game. Not Chad and I were sitting there, and you introduced yourself. He doesn't Basketball remember. Game. Do you remember that, Jack? I remember. <laughs> he doesn't remember. Oh, Chad's yeah. like Chad's like this guy every week. This guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy. Justin's right. Justin's right there. Can you go talk to him? <laughs> I was like a net that you were just always trying to swat away. It was fine. It's not that. It's that you come up at the end of the game. When you're putting all the stuff out for all the subscribers. I when I'm it. working. It's fine. I just wanted to be your friend. And look at, look at us now. And here we are. Kids, do not <laughs> learn from this lesson. Leave me the <laughs> fuck alone. <laughs> Something worked, Darren. Something worked. Uh, oh, crap. The problem is I'm too nice to tell you to just go away. So I'd stand there and listen to you drunkenly stumble about whatever happened uh and usually you wouldn't come over unless you were like kind of mad <laughs> i always tried to make it to the media place just to show face yeah just horrible face. horrible timing golly well i don't look I, I don't mind if you come over and say hi please come over and say hi just don't do it exactly at the point when i have like actual work to do Right, and then and then want to stand there for ten minutes. Aaron. That is an open invite to for whenever things get back to normal. 
nestled up in the media area, come say hi. And I'll brush you off on Brent Young. <laughs> we'll have a nice <laughs> chat about how awesome the basketball team is looking at that certain moment. Oh, I can't wait. I might have to move to the second chair because I sit on the aisle. I might have to move you to the aisle right? so that, that right. you're right there. You're yeah. a meat shield for idiots right. like me. <laughs> right. I might have to move you. I might have to move you to the security spot. Right. Right. I, if I JT's there, like, we're going to need some protection. You know what? After this, I, I, I feel like, it, you know what, there might be some a good amount of people that, that, that want to come say hi because – We've done a great job during this uh, crazy pandemic leading into what now has been a slow rise back to the norm. And and through it all, the, the rise of the football program and the uh, not demise of the basketball program, but maybe the, who knows, the, the wibble wobble. Great metaphor. Through. The who knows. Maybe, maybe it's the who knows. I said, yeah, I agree. I <laughs> the who knows. It is the who knows. I, you know. But I'm hoping we do know come Tuesday or Wednesday. There you go. Nice rebound. You got like, look, sometimes you take a bad shot. You got to get the rebound. Yes. You Eric got, Martin got the rebound. had seven offensive rebounds. <laughs> in, in, the, big, in that game against, I believe, what, Michigan? Unbelievable. Seven offensive rebounds. Bring them in. Pick yourself up and try again. Try again. Bring them in. <laughs> Uh, uh. Oh, I love this podcast. Gosh, I was really hoping that like we could stretch it out to like we we get like that breaking news and we just take it for another hour and a half. But this whole like thing's it. just been one giant filibuster for Brent. <laughs> You're absolutely listener. correct. <laughs> I've been a good absolutely listener. correct. Yeah. Well, I still love you. Love you guys too. Love you quite a lot. Well, I don't know. Thanks, I just got Dad. word that uh go ahead. Just a thanks, Dad. Yeah, are we do you guys is is there anything, any morsel to give anyone here this late? Anyone who has stuck around until the very bitter end? Uh no, not at the moment. Just that there may be a, a fun piece coming out by me, apparently. Okay, okay. I mean, well, there's a couple things in mind. There's a couple things happening. A couple things. I've already been workshopping it. It's just not quite to uh, the the level of sending it to your desk yet. Got to wait on a couple things. My desk has that's a, how my desk has a wine rack. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> is that is that where you put your energy drinks? That's, I'm, uh, this is where I'm at. I'm I, I'm here at a desk at my apartment where there is a wine rack. Here at my desk. Oh, wow. Built into your desk? Built just into the desk. It is, it's technically a bar table, but that's how I roll. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you, you looked at that bar table and you thought, desk. Nailed it. It was on clearance? Yes. Very on brand, Aaron. Very on brand. I like it. Everybody's hey, got to be somebody. Hey, your connection was flawless the entire hour and a half tonight. It wasn't yeah, bad it was. last week. It was the fact that my, my computer got an update and then I, I literally had I turned my computer on at seven o'clock, ready for an eight o'clock podcast. Was <laughs> <laughs> not running into that issue again. The legend of Aaron Smith on Bearcat Journal grows. You, you are as connected as John Cunningham is in the coaching search. 
right now. Just fantastic. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you can do, you can do, you should start your own YouTube channel with like how to uh, like transitions. Well, you know how like, you know how like some rappers in a freestyle would say like, give me three words. Brent's like, give me three words. I'll make transitions out of all of them. Yeah, exactly. You could do the, you start your own YouTube channel. You could be the, uh, the sports broadcasting version of Harry Mack. Okay. You didn't think Speaking I knew Harry YouTube, Mack, did you? Speaking of YouTube, you can go on there. There are some really good Eric Martin interviews if you want to get a little bit more info of how he is post-game press conferences in a really good 50-minute long uh, conversation with him on a local radio station, which he he lost connection during it, so kind of Aaron Smith-like. So, Oh, you two are meant for each other then, Aaron. <laughs> Like I said a couple moments ago, everybody's got to be somebody. It's fine. You do have to admit, it is kind of funny with all the all the names and how they're kind of similar to each other throughout the search. It's like, oh, well, are you talking about, you know, this Martin or this Martin? Are you? Oh, it turns out, turns out through it all, that was not Kenyon Martin who's getting the head coaching job. Not Frank Martin either. Not Sam Martin. <laughs> I saw that one too. All right. Well, guys, got anything else? No, I'm good. No, all right. Transition well, us into the end, Brent. I, I would love to. Into the end. Speaking of the end, I surely hope it comes soon. Speaking of the end, that would be the new head basketball coach for the Cincinnati Bearcats, and we hope that will be within the next couple of days. So damn proud of you. And thus, BCJ will be all over it as Chad has been on top of it the entire time, as I have been bothering him asking for updates. And I'm sure numerous others yeah, have as well. I, I'm really appreciated, appreciative of that. My phone is not driving oh. me nuts at all anyway. I called <laughs> him Saturday morning. He told me to get lost. You, you had me saved as as my favorite ever, right? So you called me at like 10 o'clock Saturday morning. What? Hey, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he did the same thing to me. Hey, what's up? Texted me at, at like 9 and he was like, hey, just want to make sure you're awake. <laughs> I was like, what? You want to make sure I'm awake? Wanted to pick your brain about writing. Come on, man. Make it sound weird. Get out of here. <laughs> Wait till noon. It's Sunday. Saturday. Whatever the hell day it was. Saturday. Even worse. Uh, you don't even sleep. I don't. Was I awake? Yeah. All right. There you well, go. All right. The man with no sleep. Well, you're lucky. Now we've, be come, lucky. now we've come full circle, Brent. Speaking of sleep, man, if... If there's a news dump tonight, no one will be getting any. I don't think it's going to come tonight, so make sure you get some good rest. That was a or if it does come here soon. Yeah? Pretty nice. I think, he, I think I was, my, that might have been the best one. Nailed it? Let's, let's, let's go ahead and, nailed and, it. Kinda nailed let's go ahead and, and see the door on this one. Hopefully the door opens up with a new coach. Yet again, <laughs> this was a fantastic Bearcat Bounce podcast. This is the BBP. Thank you for Aaron Smith. Thank you for Chad Brendel. I am Brent Young. Stay tuned to Bearcat Journal. A lot of news coming out this week. Have a great week. See ya. Yeah.